New Vision is a church that places high value on Scripture. The Bible is made up of 66 books, and in this next portion, we're going to be going through a few of those books as a church family. We hope this tool encourages you and equips you to lead your life well. Thank you for joining us today. Well, what is going on, friends? My name is Nick Person. I get the privilege of being one of the pastors here at New Vision. I'm so thankful that you are continuing to join us as we have been walking towards the cross and Easter in these last few weeks and being reminded that even in the midst of sure defeat, our king never loses and he never will. And so today is Good Friday. It was definitely a Good Friday for us, but not a very Good Friday for Jesus as he walked to Calvary on our behalf. It's really a sobering thought to think that a king would do that for us and pay such a high price to win back and redeem what was lost. And so today, I don't really have a, I won't have a lot of extra thoughts on the reading because the reading is sufficient in and of itself. And so I'm going to be reading Mark chapter 15 verses 1 through 47. I know it's a lot of verses, but we are just going to get a full picture of what Jesus endured on this day. And then I'm going to read Isaiah 52, 13 through 15, and then continue on to Isaiah 53, 1 through 12. And what's so interesting about Isaiah, it's a prophetic word telling what was going to happen to our Redeemer and our Savior. And um, it just kind of encapsulates all that he did and was going to do. And so I'll be reading from the CSB version, as you know, if you've listened before. You know that I love me some Tony Evans, and he has a study Bible in the CSB translation. And so I find myself reading that translation in my time alone with the Lord. And so let's begin this journey, and let's take a glimpse at what our King endured on our behalf. So Mark chapter 15, verse number 1. As soon as it was morning, having held a meeting with the elder scribes and the whole Sanhedrin, the chief priest tied Jesus up led him away, and handed him over to Pilate. So Pilate asked him, Are you the king of the Jews? He answered him, You say so. And the chief priests accused him of many things. Pilate questioned him again, Aren't you going to answer, Look how many things they are accusing you of. But Jesus still did not answer, and so Pilate was amazed. At the festival, Pilate used to release for the people a prisoner whom they requested. There were one named Barabbas who was in prison with rebels who had committed murder during the rebellion. The crowd came up and began to ask Pilate to do for them as was his custom. Pilate answered them, Do you want me to release the king of the Jews for you? For he knew it was because of envy that the chief priests had handed him over. But the chief priest stirred up the crowd so that he would release Barabbas to them instead. Pilate asked him again, Then what do you want me to do with the one you call the king of the Jews? Again they shouted, Crucify him. Pilate said to them, Why? What has he done wrong? But they shouted all the more, Crucify him. Wanting to satisfy the crowd, Pilate released Barabbas to them. And after having Jesus flogged, he handed him over to be crucified. The soldiers led him away into the palace, that is, the governor's residence. 
and called the whole company together. They dressed him in purple robe, twisted together a crown of thorns, and put it on him. And they began to salute him, Hail, King of the Jews. They were hitting him on the head with a stick and spitting on him, getting down on their knees. They were paying him homage. Uh, after they had mocked him, they stripped him of the purple robe and put his clothes on him. They led him out to crucify him. They forced a man coming in from the country who was passing by to carry Jesus cross. He was Simon of Cyrene, the follower of Alexander and Rufus. They brought Jesus to the place called Golgotha, which means place of the skull. They tried to give him wine mixed with myrrh, but he did not take it. Then they crucified him and divided his clothes, casting lots for them to decide what each would get. Now it was nine in the morning when they crucified him. The inscription of the charge written against him was the king of the Jews. They crucified two criminals with him on his right and on his left. Those who passed by were yelling insults at him, shaking their heads and saying, Ha! The one who would destroy the temple and rebuild it in three days. Save yourself by coming down from the cross. In the same way, the chief priests with the scribes were mocking him among themselves and saying, He saved others, but he cannot save himself. Let the Messiah, the King of Israel, come down now from the cross so that we may see and believe. Even those who were crucified with him taunted him. When it was noon, darkness came over the whole land until three in the afternoon. And at three, Jesus cried out with a loud voice, Eloi, Eloi, lami sakbathani, which is translated, My God, my God, why have you abandoned me? When some of those sitting there heard this, they said, See, he's calling out for Elijah. Someone ran and filled a sponge with sour wine, fixed it on the stick, offered him a drink and said, let's see if Elijah comes to take him down. Jesus let out a loud cry and breathed his last. Then the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. When the centurion who was standing opposite him saw the way he breathed his last, he said, truly this man was the son of God. There were also women watching from a distance. Among them were Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James the Younger, and of Joseph, and Salmon in Galilee. These women followed him and took care of him. Many other women had come up with him to Jerusalem. When it was already evening, because it was the day of preparation, that is, the day before the Sabbath, Joseph of Arimathea, a prominent member of the Sanhedrin, who was himself looking forward to the kingdom of God, came and boldly went to Pilate and asked for Jesus' body. Pilate was surprised that he was already dead. Summoning the centurion, he asked him whether he had already died. When he found out from the centurion, he had gave the corpse to Joseph. After he bought some linen cloth, Joseph took him down and wrapped him in the linen. Then he laid him in a tomb, cut off the rock, and rolled a stone against the entrance of the tomb. Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of Joseph, were watching where he was laid. Let's turn to Isaiah, beginning in verse 52, verse 13. See, my servant will be successful. He will be praised and lifted up and greatly exalted. Just as many were appalled at you, his appearance was so disfigured 
that he did not look like a man and his form did not resemble a human being. So he will sprinkle many nations. Kings will shut their mouths because of him, for they will see what had not been told them and they will understand what they had not heard. Chapter 53, verse 1. Who has believed what we have heard and to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? He grew up before him like a young plant. And like a root out of dry ground, he didn't have an impressive form or majesty that we should look at him. No appearance that we should desire him. He was despised and rejected by man, a man of suffering who knew what sickness was. He was like someone people turned away from. He was despised and we didn't value him. Yet he himself bore our sickness and he carried our pains. But we in turn regarded him stricken, struck down by God and afflicted. But he was pierced because of our rebellion, crushed because of our iniquities. Punishment for our peace was on him. And we are healed by his wounds. We all went astray like sheep. We all have turned to our own way. And the Lord has punished him for the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed and afflicted, yet he did not open his mouth. Like a lamb led to the slaughter and like a sheep silent before shears, he did not open his mouth. He was taken away because of oppression and judgment and who considered his fate. For he was cut off from the land of the living. He was struck because of my people's rebellion. He was assigned a grave with the wicked, but he was with a rich man at his death because he had done no violence and had not spoken deceitfully. Yet the Lord was pleased to crush him severely. When you make him a guilt offering, he will see his seed. He will prolong his days and by his hand, the Lord's pleasure will be accomplished. After his anguish, he will see light and be satisfied by his knowledge. My righteous servant will justify many and he will carry their iniquities. Therefore, I will give him the many as a portion and he will receive the mighty as a spoil because he willingly submitted to death and was counted among the rebels. Yet he bore the sin of many and interceded for the rebels. Oof. What an amazing thing the king did on this Good Friday. He took our penalty. He took our punishment. And he made a way where there was no way. And what I love is what it said in Mark when the curtain tore when he surrendered his life. Now there is no longer separation between us and our king because of what Jesus did on the cross. So on this Good Friday, remember well the price that was paid on your behalf. Remember well what the King has done for you and remember well that Resurrection Sunday is coming. And the King did exactly what the King said he will do. And in the midst of that, he has redeemed the people who are willing to accept his payment on a cross. Let us be a people that remember well. Remember the King. Remember the price that was paid on your behalf. And may today you sit with that and think on that, and may that change you today. Know we're for you, know we love you, and we look forward to seeing you back here soon. You have a blessed day, and remember well, my friends. Again, thank you so much for joining us. We'll see you Monday.